Well, good morning. How's everybody feel? Pretty good? Good night's sleep? You excited to be here? Awesome. Well, I am very excited to be here. Hey, if you are a guest with us here today, my name is Danny, and uh, we are in a series right now called Hashtag. And if you're thinking, what's a series? Basically, it's, it's four weeks. We kind of, the way we teach here at the church is we do uh, four-week talks or, or, or a series of talks uh, geared on one particular subject. And so this is the second week of a four-week series. We've got two more after this. And so if you're joining us here and you missed last week, you can catch that on our podcast. We also have a church app you can watch. And so you can check that out. So, but this is week number two. And, and so far, uh, it's been a fun series. We've had a lot of positive feedback. And uh, some of you might be wondering, why would we do a series on social media? Uh, what, what's up with that? And the reason we would do that is because social media is exploding. The influence of social media in our world today is absolutely incredible. It's, it, it's exploding in biblical proportions. 2.2 billion people now use some platform on social media, whether it's Facebook or it's uh, Instagram or Twitter. Uh, there's 500,000 new Facebook accounts that are created every single day. That's six every minute. It's absolutely mind-boggling when you think about the influence of social media in our world today. And it's literally transforming our lives. It's changing the way we do business. It's changing the way we do friendship. It's changing the way we go to, we go to college. It's changing the way we get jobs. It's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And I know that there's some of you here today that you're not on a social media platform. You don't use it. In fact, by a show of hands, how many of you would say, I don't mess with social media at all? Yeah, there's, there's a good, there's, there's a portion of you. And, and I want to just encourage you not to tune out. Don't turn me off because here's what I know to be true. Maybe you don't use social media, but I can guarantee that someone in your life, someone you love dearly, perhaps your spouse, perhaps a child, perhaps a grandchild, is using social media in a, in an, a massive way or, or, or it's, it's an important part of their life. And if you would like to understand their world and perhaps influence their world sometime in the future, you have to at least understand their world, okay? And, and part of that is understanding how social media is being used by them. So this, if, this, if this isn't going to directly influence influence you, I promise you, it will indirectly influence you. So please don't tune me out. And uh, so anyway, this series, we, we've, we, what we've said is we want to talk about the reality that there are some positive things that come with social media. I mean, you can you know, connect with people in ways you've never connected before. You can get behind causes. You can say what, you know, you know it's a platform for you to share your opinions. Uh, you, can, you can really do some neat things on social media. And it's a positive thing at the church here. The church is on a couple of social media platforms. I myself use a few uh, platforms. Uh, some of you don't follow me yet. That's okay. I don't, I'm not like hurt by that. Anyway, show me some love, will you? Throw me a follow. Anyway, so, so uh, but I think, but the reason I use it, because I believe it's a positive thing, and, but, but with the positivity, it, there's also some negative things that come along with social media. There's some pitfalls. And what we wanted to do in this series is kind of talk about what are those, what are the pitfalls to social media, and how can we navigate those pitfalls with maybe some wisdom from God's word. And so, uh, again, I had some uh, great feedback uh, for, from week one. I wanted to read you one email from a mother uh, and, a, and a wife who's also a teacher, I got this email, I think it was on Monday of last week. She, she writes, her name's Megan. She writes, hi, Danny. I wanted to share with you what was on my heart. Today, I was so convicted in ways that I haven't been in a long time. I love Facebook. I, it can do some great things. Uh, I'm on a teacher group, and I get ideas from teachers all around the country. I've helped a couple of small businesses set up their pages for their businesses. I've reconnected with friends and family from all over. However, I often let it take over. 
I cannot wait to check my Facebook and often find myself zoning out when I should be engaged with my husband and my son. Now, if you were here last week, we talked about that, how social media can damage your most important relationships. She says, I feel so guilty, but instead of fixing it, I just don't think about it. I probably check Facebook 20 times a day. And for what? To see what someone's doing that I don't even talk to in real life? (laughs) Isn't that ridiculous? It's out of control. It has to change. Your sermon couldn't have come at a better time. I need to stop letting it control my life. I'm I'm committing to change right now. I asked my friend to help me accountable, to help me, uh, uh, to hold me accountable. I'm deleting my Facebook off of my phone and I'm done letting this control me. Thank you so much for this series, Megan. Isn't that awesome? I I just think that's incredible. (laughs) Anybody else make any adjustments to your social media use after last week's talk? Anybody else? Okay, Megan was the only one. That's great. All right. I'm glad, glad my talks really have an impact on your life. Okay. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, so, so there's some great things. We don't want to dog social media. We're not saying that it's evil, okay? In fact, I just came across a great story. One of our staff members shared it with me uh, this last week. Uh, there's a group of people who make YouTube videos, and they kind of do the, like social experiments, and then they post them. And this one particular experiment they did, they parked a, a car on the side of the road. They took the tire off, and they just had a guy sit on the tire. And the experiment, the experiment was, let's wait and see how long it takes for someone to stop to help. You know, it was a flat tire. And so Two hours go by. Finally, someone stops. And the guy that stops, he gets out of his car. It's, you know, they have it all on film. He's like burned from his head and his face is all burned up. He's got really bad burns on his face. And and they're like, man, what happened to you? And he starts going into the story how there was a house fire and that he got out safe. But because he remembered his dogs were still inside, he went back into the house to save his dogs. And that's when he got his face burned off and and his dogs ended up dying. And I'm just like, you know, as a dog owner, you know, I'm like tearing up, you know, because... I love my dogs, and I'd probably go jump back in the house to save Buddy, <laughs> maybe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but I love my dog. And so, you know, you could see how this, this guy's story was so moving, right? And so they, they ended up making this video about this guy, and, the, and, and, it's, and they put it out there, and it kind of went viral, and maybe some of you heard about it. Then they set up this GoFundMe account, which is another social media uh, tool, and they were asking, you know, to, to help this guy raise $10,000 to pay for some of the stuff that he lost in the fire and, and, and uh, his medical bills. Over 8,000 people donated to this GoFundMe account, and they almost raised $200,000. It was absolutely fascinating. The GoFundMe people actually had to get on there and say, stop donating. Give your money to somebody else. We don't need any more. I mean, isn't that incredible? That's the power of social media. Stuff like that wouldn't have happened years ago. So we're not here saying, hey, social media is a bad thing. It's evil. No, we're just saying, hey, how can we navigate this new world of social media in a way that it it doesn't hurt our lives and we don't hurt the lives of other people, okay? One of, the, one of the greatest things about social media is that you can share your opinions, you can share your thoughts, you can share your ideas. One of the most negative things about social media is that you can share your thoughts, you can share your opinions, and you can share your ideas. Have you noticed this? In my small group this week, we were talking about this, and, we, and some of the guys said, man, I have, to st- I have to clean up my feed. What they meant was I had to stop following certain people because everything they were posting was negative, 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 negative. You know anybody like this? right? It's so easy to slip into this this pattern of just kind of vomiting out negativity on a social media platform. It's unbelievable how easy it is to fall into that. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I said this last week. Social media is not a positive or a negative thing. It's the user that makes the difference. 
It's the person that decides whether or not this, this whole thing called social media is going to be something, a force for, for positivity or negativity. It's up to me to decide. It's up to you to decide. And there are far too many people of faith that are slipping into this, this pitfall of using it to kind of just spew out anger and, and, and hateful things and judgmental things. And whether it's about politics or a political leader or a political party, I don't know for what it is about politics, but some of you can't stay away from it, right? You have to say what you think, right? Uh, because you think that if you say that, that, that your statement that you're going to convert somebody to your opinion. By the way, have, has that ever happened? <laughs> Is any, have you ever changed somebody's mind because of an angry, hateful rant that you went on on Facebook? <laughs> well, let me just give you a little insight here. It doesn't work. <laughs> No one converts because of your rants, right? So, so, but, but we slip into that. We just fall into that pattern of negativity. And, and I'm telling you what, when, when we misuse social media in your notes there, when we misuse it like that, we damage our own influence and we damage the influence of Christ. I'm just telling you. When we slip into that pattern of being hateful and judgmental and narrow-minded and just, just kind of saying whatever we want to say, man, we damage the cause of Christ. Years ago, C.S. Lewis did a series of radio broadcasts that were eventually turned into a book called Mere Christianity. In the back of the book, he says this in the last chapter. He says, when Christians behave badly or fail to behave well, we're making Christianity, say it with me, unbelievable to the outside world. Can you let that sink in for a second? When, when you just kind of act in a way or spew out things on social media that are unkind and not Christ-like, you make Christianity unbelievable to the outside world. He says, our careless lives set the world, the outer world, talking, and we give them grounds for talking in a way that throws doubt on the truth of Christianity itself. People say, well, if, if that's what Christians are like, if they're that mean-spirited and that narrow-minded and that judgmental and that hateful, and they, I can't believe she said that, I don't want anything to do with Christianity whatsoever in my life. That's what's, that's, that's what's at stake here. See, you and I, as people of faith, if you're a person of faith, you call yourself a disciple or a follower of Christ or a Christian, we are called to represent him. We're called to be salt and be light in this world. We're supposed to be drawing people into this thing called abundant life, this thing called eternal life. We're not supposed to be pushing people away because of some political agenda or some thoughts we might have about a certain issue or an event that's taken place. Come on, right? We're supposed to be drawing people into the truth. Can I just make a statement here that I think is obvious, but apparently it's not in the world today. When we say things on social media, be it Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is, when we say things online, it's the same as saying it to somebody's face. There's no difference. When we speak or when we type something online, it's equivalent to saying it to their face. But for some reason in our world today, we don't think that's true. We think we can get on social media and kind of say, you know, whatever we want to say, be it mean, be it hateful, be it, you know, whatever, judgmental or whatever, right? And we think that, that it's okay because somehow there's a barrier, that this is a barrier. It's not, it's not the same as saying it to somebody's face. And I, and I beg to differ. I, I believe it's the same thing. You see, words are powerful online or in person. 
They're, they're just as powerful in person as they are online. It's the same thing. There is no barrier. There's no protective shield. But so many people think there is. They think they can just get on there and kind of spew stuff out. And it's like, it's okay because it's, a, it's, on, a, it's on a social media platform. No, it's not. There's, it's the same thing. There's no barrier. If anything, I think you have to be more careful when you're typing on social media. And here's why. In college, I was a communications major. And, and I was kind of fascinated with this whole concept and idea that communication is not just words. In fact, it's more nonverbal than it is verbal. It's about your tone of voice. It's about your body posture. It's about your facial expression. It's all of that stuff put together that makes communication, right? But you get none of that when you post something on Twitter. You get none of that when you put somebody on Facebook. They can't see your body posture. They can't see your eyes. They can't hear the tone of your voice, right? All of that's gone. That's why we need to be even more careful when we post something or tweet something or retweet something. Am I making sense? Yes or no? Yes or no? Man, words are powerful, in person or online. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 18. Death and life are in the power of the what? Say it with me. The tongue. This little thing right here. <laughs> James says it, it's like on fire with evil. I was like, whoa, that's, that's intense. <laughs> but but this is the, the problem is our tongue sometimes. But, but the, 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 the answer is also the tongue. There's life in the tongue, right? It's up to us how we're going to use our tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. When we, you, when we get on social media, we can say it this way. Death and life are in the power of the thumb. <laughs> because it's the same thing. It's the same thing in person or online. Words are powerful. You think I'm kidding? I'll just give you one, one small example. Offensive line coach for Penn State University got on Twitter the other day. This is what he said. Dropped another prospect this morning. Due to his what? Social media presence. Actually glad I got to see the real person before we offered him. What does that mean, offered him? Penn State University football coach. A scholarship. Some high school athlete was on Twitter, 140 characters, cost him a $140,000 scholarship. There's no barrier, folks. You can't just say what you want to say here, and there's no impact in like the real world where colleges are looking at you. 50% of, of, of business owners now look at social media before they make a hire. 48% of hiring managers say they have, they have withheld an offer because of content found on Facebook or Twitter or some other platform. 48%. You know what they, you know what they uh, posted or they, they referenced as reasons why they didn't offer a job? You know, bad communication skills, inappropriate photos, pictures of, of drug use or alcohol use, discriminatory words against the opposite sex or gender or religion, uh, bad talk about your former employee or fellow or for, former employer or fellow employees. They cited all those things. What are people doing? They're going to their, they're going to social media and they're just saying whatever they want to say. Like no one's going to see it. Here, here, here's a here's a newsflash. Everyone's going to see it. Okay, you got me? Shake your head, shake your head, yeah. Yes, tell your kids this, tell your teenagers. Everyone will see this. You might lose your scholarship. You might lose that college offer. You might not get that job if you just kind of get here and you just kind of do this number and say whatever you want to say. No barrier. It's like, it's the same thing as saying it to a person's face. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 12, verse 18. It says that the words of the reckless are like what? What are they? They are like what? Sword thrusts. The words of the reckless. People that just say whatever they want to say. They, they, they're cutting up other people, but they're also cutting up their, whole, their own life. 
They're destroying their own life with reckless words. I'm so glad the opposite is also true, though, that the words of the wise are what? Are healing. You see, your words can function as a sword or they can function as a first aid kit. <laughs> you, can, you can bring healing to your own life and you can bring healing to the lives of others by simply using the right words. Isn't that amazing? You lift somebody's spirits, you give some insight that they needed to hear. Say something that, that lifts, lifts their heart up. It's, it's our choice, right? Social media is not positive or negative. It's the user that makes the difference. If someone were to pick up your phone or your, look at your computer or your tablet and they were to look at your social media platforms, would they find this or would they find this? Which one? My hope, my hope after this talk is that you'll start to say things in this area instead of in this area. Death and life from the power of the tongue, the words of the reckless are like sword thrusts. Some of you might have heard the story recently this on New Year's Eve two, about two months ago. There's a big party downtown Indianapolis, true story. And the restaurant was packed. Everybody was celebrating. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, a woman drops dead right there at the bar. Do you hear this story? They tear you know, her shirt off and they start to try to get her back to life. They can't do it. They have to call the EMS. The ambulance comes. They take her, they take her, they take her to the hospital. Well, there's a place was packed, and, and, and it was crazy. And Well, one particular, one particular family got upset. One particular woman got upset. She went home. She got on uh, Facebook, and this is what she said. I'll never go back to that location for New Year's Eve, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. After the way we were treated when we spent 700 plus dollars and having our meal ruined by watching a dead person being wheeled out from an overdose, my night has been ruined, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Every year we come to this location to enjoy New Year's Eve, and tonight we were screamed at and had the manager walk away from us while we're trying to figure out our bill being messed up. The manager also told us someone dying was more important than us being, than us being there, making us feel like our business didn't matter. But I guess allowing a junkie in the building to overdose on your property is more important than paying customers who are spending a lot of money. Precious. She goes on to say some things that are blurted out. I can't even say them in church, so I won't. The business owner got on the next day, and he said this in response. The owner of the, uh, the restaurant, hi, so-and-so, thanks for reaching out. We love feedback, whether it's positive or negative. I especially like feedback like this so, we can, so others can see the disgusting people that we have to deal with sometimes. <laughs> First of all, the quote, overdosing junkie that you speak of was a 70-year-old woman who had a heart attack. Thankfully, she, she was finally revived at the hospital and survived. It sounds like you were very concerned about her, so I thought you should know. <laughs> this poor lady who was celebrating New Year's Eve with her husband and her son had to be placed in the floor of a completely packed bar and have her shirt removed in front of everyone so the paramedics can work on her. But I completely understand why you think being an intoxicated that didn't understand your bill should take priority over another human life. And then he goes on to say some more amazing things. <laughs> this is real life. There's no barrier. This, this woman who went home and spouted off on Facebook, her life has been changed. She's lost her job over this. A lot of people don't like her. 
Why? Because she was annoyed and did this. Send. What if she would have had Proverbs 29.11 memorized? Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. What if she would have just had enough wisdom to say, mm, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm angry right now. I'm disappointed. Probably shouldn't say that. What if she would have known that, you know, when, when you speak on social media, it's the same as speaking in person and that there's consequences to your words? We, get, we have to get this. We have to get this. My talk today is really designed to help you leverage social media in a way uh, that, that it produces a positive result in our world instead of a negative. I want to give you four questions. They, they'll serve as guidelines before you post or tweet or comment or do whatever you do on social media. Ask yourself these four questions. And you can use these for your friends. If you, you can use these for your kids. You can use it for yourself. Number one, what's in my heart? Before I tweet, before I post, what's in my heart? Here's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. What you say flows from what's in your what? In your heart. All communication comes from our heart. Do I have anger in my heart right now? Am I jealous? Am I, am I trying to get back at somebody? Is it vengeance that's in my heart? Why am I saying this? Why do I want to say this right now? And if it comes from a, a dark place, if there's anything unchristlike there that you find, don't say it. Don't say it. Just simply refuse to say it. See, I believe that social media problems are really heart problems. Do you agree with this based on what Jesus said? Yes? They're heart problems. If I've, if I've got issues of saying things online that are, ca that are causing me trouble, I really have heart issues. That's what's going on. You know, Proverbs is, a, is, is the book of wisdom, and, and I encourage you to read it. If you ever struggle, like, where should I read in the Bible? Read Proverbs. I mean, it's an incredible book. Watch this, 1019, Proverbs 1019. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Isn't that fun? Come to church and, come to church and the Bible says, shut up. The Bible says, if your thumbs are moving, you're probably sinning. How about that one? Tweet that, right? Slow down. Stop talking. Ask yourself this question, what's in my heart? Man, how much pain could we avoid if we just stopped and asked that question? Number two, here's the second question. Is it encouraging? Is it encouraging? As Christ followers, of people, as people of faith, we are called to use our language to be encouraging to other people. Listen to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be what? Will be what? Say it with me. An encouragement to those who hear them. That's the calling on our life. That's the standard that we have for our communication. So before you tweet, post, whatever it is that you do on social media, ask yourself, is this going to lift people's spirits? Here's what I know, and maybe it's because I'm a pastor. Probably so, but I feel like I was aware of this before I became a pastor. It's, it's basically what, what the philosopher Philo of Alexander said. He said, hey, be kind, be kind, because everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Be kind. Because every single human being you know, no matter how good they look on the outside, they're fighting a hard battle. I know people in this church that are doing very well financially and business is going well, but their marriage is broken. You wouldn't know it. Because from the outside, they look great. But on the, on, on the interior, things are very challenging and very difficult. I know people that are relatively successful in our church, and, but they're, they have a loved one fighting cancer. They have a hard battle going on. Why would you and I ever, if that's true about 
all of us, why would you and I ever get on a platform or social media and say even one thing that is remotely discouraging? Why? When people already have a heavy load, now they got to deal with your crap on social media? Can I say that word in church? <laughs> My wife tells me not to say it. I'm sorry. But that's what it is. What else are you going to call it? I guess I could call it the other word, but that'd be really bad. <laughs> Why would you put that stuff on people when they already have a hard battle to fight? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Ask yourself, is this encouraging People are already down. They're already discouraged. They don't need one more negative comment from me. My goodness. Proverbs 12, 25 says this. Worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word lifts them up. If I got on your social media account, would I find, would I find health? Would I find life? Or, or would I be diced up? Would I be discouraged by what you say? Number two, is it encouraging? Number three, is it gentle? Oh, gentleness. Gentleness. I don't like this word very much. Probably because I'm a guy. Nobody wants to be gentle and a man. I don't even like when my wife says the word sensitive. She says, oh, you have sensitive skin. No, I don't. <laughs> sensitive skin. What are you talking about? Give me a razor blade and some hot water. I'll shave right now. <laughs> the word gentle reminds me of the word sensitive, and it's just not something we want to be. As, as, and, and, and women are better at this, but... But, but we, have to, we have to be just hard to be gentle with your words. Isn't that amazing? It's just, it's just so easy to just blurt stuff out or type stuff out. It's not even a social media thing. This is just words in general. The other day, it's amazing. Um, you know, my, our, our, our dryer stopped working. You know, as if I, I mean, it was working, but it was, wasn't drying the clothes. It was just running the clothes through, right? So, you know, I'm like, well, you know, my solution is easy because I can't fix anything is call the guy, right? $150 later, we got a better dryer. And, 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 but no, not my wife. No, 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 no. She's precious. She loves to fix stuff and save money. So she gets on YouTube and is like, we're going to figure this out. So she watches some videos and figures out what part got broke, and she orders this part. I don't even know what it was called. It comes through Amazon. Isn't Amazon incredible? Like, anyway, that's another story for another day. The part comes, and so then the process begins, and you know, the dryer is like, the, the, if you have a dryer? It's amazing. They, they put these things, the plates on the bottom, and they put the screws under there where you can't get your fingers. Like, who designs these things anyway? I mean, these are, these are dumb people, seriously. Can I say that? You cannot get your fingers under there. Some of you are like, oh, you should tip it over. Well, we didn't think of that. Anyway, so... so so we take the plate off, and now we get, my wife, you know, the, the process begins of her putting this, this coil into the dryer, and this is, so this number has to happen right here, so she's on the floor and, you know, doing this and number here, and, and it's just, you know, this process, and I'm talking about, you know, hours here of, of time invested into getting this thing in the, and so finally she gets it all, you know, in there, but she can't get it the final, you know, the final thing, you know, because they make it very difficult for you to do this stuff. And so she asked me to help out, so now I'm on my back, right? And, and my, you know, they give you a space about this big. It's incredible. Have you ever tried to fix your dryer? Don't do it. It's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> And so I try to get my arms in there. My arms won't fit. I mean, I can't get my hand and my arm in there. I mean, I know I look stupid right now, but this is, this is how I was. And so finally, I said, honey, I can't get my arms in there. You know, it's like 8 o'clock at night, and you know, I'm, I'm in my head. What am I saying? What am I saying in my head? We should have called the guy. 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 We should. But I didn't say that, right, because I was trying to be gentle. Anyway, and so I leave. We go to basketball practice. It's 8 o'clock. <clears throat> I'm thinking, okay, hour and 15 minutes. When I come back, she'll, she'll have got it in, and we'll be ready for bed, and it's going to be awesome. So I come, so I come home, 9.15, hour and 15 minutes later, open the door. There she is right there in the same spot when I left. 
And I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. What did I say? I said, still on your back? <laughs> Man, if, it, it was like lasers came out of her eyes. Zoom, like just right through my soul. And uh, I, I died, I think, for a couple of seconds. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but, you know, and I had to fix it all. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I love you. You're awesome. You save us money. You're so creative. You're so, you know, useful and, you know, all that stuff. And I'm exaggerating a little bit. But, uh, but you know, it was so hard to be, to be gentle with my words. It's just, and, and it's, the same, it's the same thing. When we, when we deal with life or we get frustrated with life or we see something happen in our world, whether it's politics or something like that, we get so, we get so worked up. We get so angry in the moment. And then we go, and we send. And there's consequences to that. That's why we have to ask ourselves, wait a second, before I, before I say this, is it gentle? Is it gentle? Gentleness is actually a part of the character of God. Did you know that? Watch this in, in Galatians chapter five. The fruit of living with the spirit or close to the spirit or you know, living in tune with the spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. And there it is right there. Say it with me, gentleness. Another word you can think of if you don't like the word gentle is just being careful. Just be careful. Careful with your words. You know, raising a 10-year-old daughter now is, is amazing. I cannot, I cannot treat her the way I treat my sons. I can be quick. I can be fast with my sons. I can be a little rough with them, right? They're boys. I can't do that with my daughter. <laughs> I have to be careful with her. And some of you are raising daughters and you understand that. Gentleness. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, 1, listen, listen, this verse can help you and save you so much pain on social media. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. I get, you get on there and you use harsh words and you're quick and nobody can see your posture and your face and your tone of voice. I'm telling you, you're going to stir up anger and you're going to end up pushing people away and they're not going to listen to you. And just be gentle. Number three, is it gentle? Let me give you this last one. Number four, would Jesus say it this way? Would my master, my Lord, my Savior, would he say it this way? Imagine if you asked yourself that question before you posted, before you tweeted, before you commented. Because that's the calling on our lives. Listen to, a, listen to Colossians chapter three. And whatever you do in what? Say it with me. In words. See, there it is. In word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. What does it mean to do something in the name of the Lord Jesus or in the name of somebody? You know what it means? It means to do it as their representative. To do it in a way that reflects that person's character. Can you honestly say that your social media account, or if someone were to look at your social media accounts, would they say, you know what? That person's communication on social media reflects the character of Jesus Christ. When they speak, they speak in the name of Jesus. Wow, what a standard. That'll change the way you communicate on social media, don't you think? That'll change what you say and the pictures that you post and the comments that you make, don't you think? It's powerful stuff. Dallas Willard is one of my favorite authors. He's now passed away. He's gone on to heaven, but he's left behind some incredible books that are changing my life. They're changing my life. The Divine Conspiracy, Renovation of the Heart, The Great Omission, Hearing God, just to name a few. One of the greatest comments he's ever made that's, that's shaping my understanding of what it means to be a Christ follower is this right here. Discipleship is the process. Discipleship to Jesus is the process of learning how to live my life as he would live it if he were me. It's the process of learning to live my life as Jesus would live my life if he were me. 
In other words, when I get on social media, would Jesus say it this way? If he were me right now, how would he address this issue in the political realm? If he were to say something about what's going on right now in our government, if he were to say something about what's going on right now with the issue of whatever the issue is, how would he say it? Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. What a powerful question. What would happen if you asked yourself that question? Something tells me that most of what you say on social media will fall into this category right here instead of this category right here. Do you agree with this? Yes? Something tells me that when people read your tweets or they get your feed or they see your photos, their spirits are going to be lifted. They are going to be encouraged. You will speak life into them instead of death. Your words will bring healing instead of curses and cutting in their life. Let me close by asking you a very simple question. It's in your notes. After hearing everything that I've said to you today, and I hope it's what God wanted, that's what I pray for, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? How are you gonna say it? You have a platform. I, I, I get a platform. It's amazing that God's given me this platform. It's not mine. For a time being, I'll speak from this platform. There'll be a time when someone else does. What am I, I ask myself, what am I gonna say right here? It's the same thing on social media. You have a platform. Is it gonna be positive or is it gonna be negative? It's not either or. It's the user that makes the difference. You are the one that makes the difference. You are the one that determines whether or not it's gonna be a force for something positive or a force for something negative in this world. And isn't there enough negativity already in this world, yes or no? Why would you add one more sentence to it? Why not speak life instead of death? Here's the calling on our life in the book of Philippians chapter one. Love this. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Let your life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. The way you live, everything, the way you parent, the way you do marriage, the way you run your business, the way you use social media. Discipleship is holistic. We cannot compartmentalize our spiritual life. It's all, our, our spiritual life is our entire life. See that? Only let your manner of life, everything you do, let everything you do reflect or be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Let it be a picture of Jesus' character. Let it be a picture of love. Let it be a picture of grace. Let it be a picture of mercy. Let it be a picture of reconciliation and redemption. Does your life reflect? Is, is your life worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ? My wife and I recently saw the movie Risen, which I highly recommend. It's, it's about Jesus rising from the dead from an outsider's perspective. And there's one particular scene in the movie that I, I was, I was, I don't know, I was taken, I was shaken, I was stilled. Jesus got down on a knee and he, and he, he embraced a leper. And he, and he pulled the leper's clothes over him. And I, I'm not going to ruin it for you because you don't know the context of, of the scene. But he, he took, he took the, the leper's jacket and he put it over his shoulders and put his hood over his head. And, and then he did something amazing. He took the leper's head and he put it on his chest. And he kissed his head. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's my savior. 
I mean, I've read it in the gospels where he healed lepers and he healed, I've read about it, but, but I saw a visual picture of, of love. I saw a visual picture of compassion. I saw a visual picture of grace. Does my manner of life reflect the character of, of the Messiah, the gospel? That's the calling on our lives. Does my social media account reflect, is it worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ? That's the calling on your life if you're a Christ follower. It's the calling on my life. May it be so as we leave this place. Now, as we close, I want to look at a word here, the gospel. Worthy of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that you can have forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. We're all born into this world separated from God because of sin, because of the disaster that happened in the Garden of Eden. But God sent Jesus Christ into this world to take care of that disaster, to right the wrong, to put us back into a relationship with God. And when we turn to Jesus in faith, when we say to him, I believe you came to this earth to die on the cross for my sins, to wash me, to cleanse me, to to bring me back into a relationship with God. When we turn to Jesus and we say those things and we reach out to him in faith, we become children of God. New creations. His kids, a son or daughter. That's the offer today. If you're not a Christ follower today and you've been putting it off and you know every week you've been coming for a couple weeks maybe, you know I share this at the end of every talk. If, you, if, if something changed for you today, maybe today you reach out to him in faith and you say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you did it for me to wash away all my sin, to make me your child. Maybe this moment right now is designed for you. If it is, if you feel God tugging on your heart, I'm gonna invite you to close your eyes and bow your head. And I'd invite everybody to do this. Those of you who have already put your faith in Christ. And if you're about to do this right now, in this very holy moment designed for you, say these simple words in faith. He's listening. Precious Jesus, you gave your life for me. You allowed yourself to be beaten, humiliated, and nailed to a cross so that I could be forgiven. I now place my confidence in you, my trust in you, my faith in you. I believe what you did on the cross for me was enough to wash away all my sin. Forgive me, cleanse me, Make me your child. And help me from this day forward to live my life as you would live it if you were me. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. If you just put your faith in Christ before we rejoice with you, our church would love to put a gift in your hand. It's a one-year New Testament. And there are tables back here to my left and to my right. And if you're in the balcony, you can come down and grab one of these. All you have to do is say, hey, I put my faith in Christ or my friend put, my, put their faith in Christ and we'll put one of these in your hands. Here's why we're so incredibly passionate about, get, about this is because the Bible says without a doubt that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That as we read his words, he shows us his will for our lives. He shows us what he is like. He shows us, he shows us what he wants to do in us and through us in this world. So please, if you prayed to receive Christ today, 
feel free, go back to the tables back there, tell them and they'll put one of these in your hands. Can we give God glory today for what he's done? Anybody excited? Now, here's the deal. Some of you are already tweeting. Some of you already started talking. Have, did you ask the four questions? Huh? What? Was it, what's in your heart? Is it encouraging, right? Is this gentle, right? Would Jesus say it this way? What are you going to say, right? What you say online is the same as saying it to someone's face. Social media is not a positive or a negative thing. It's the user that makes the difference, right? And so leave here today. And man, here's your opportunity to leverage social media to advance God's will and God's, God's plans in this world. Be a blessing instead of a curse, okay? Is that fair? Good challenge? All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much. Your word is clear. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. God, help us to use social media to bring life and not death. Help us to be a blessing and not a curse to those who hear. May our words be encouraging. May they be gentle. May they be things that Jesus would say himself concerning all of the issues going on in our world, God, and we'll give you all the glory. Father, I pray for those who put their faith in your son today that you would give them the courage to go back and grab a Bible and not just grab it, but begin reading the scriptures and that you would reveal your will and your heart to them. We pray all of this in the beautiful name of Jesus, amen. Hey, next week, you're not gonna wanna miss it. Check it out. We're gonna talk about social media and our identity and how those two things are colliding. See you next week. Bring a friend. God bless.